Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. Hi, I'm Indy Russell. Today I'm going to be speaking on Proverbs verse, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. I'll first be starting off with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that everyone here understood my message and um, gets what I'm trying to put out to them. Um, I feel like there is something, someone in this room that is needing to hear this message, and I just pray that they get it. And I pray if anyone is in a rough spot, they just keep going to you, God. In your name I pray, amen. If you want to turn to Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, I'll be starting with those. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. What is the meaning of this verse? These verses can be taken many different ways, but the way I understood these verses is that we are to trust God with all of our hearts, not just relying on what we already know. Instead of leaning in your, on your own understanding, we need to follow God's words and what he is telling us. He is in control no matter what the situation is. We are to include God in everything we do at all times so he can keep us on his his path. We have to trust God in we have to trust God not only in the good situations but also the bad. We cannot just trust God in one area in our life but not the other. He moves obstacles out of our way without him without and without him those obstacles would still be there. We may not always know what the future is to hold for us, but God does. He is always in control. For example, last year I was going through a rough patch and I started to walk away from God. I got forced to move to my dad's. I got forced to move to my dad's and I didn't feel like I was part of the family. I never had a relationship with anyone in my family and moving there just made everything worse. I was questioning if God was here for me, why would he be doing this for, to me? I eventually realized that he wasn't doing this to me. I was blocking him out of my life. I tried to keep the mindset that everything happens for a reason, but that wasn't easy. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. No matter the rough spot you are in, God's plan for us never changes. We have a pathway that he specifically designed for each and every one of us. Even though we are always try, we always try to follow his path, sometimes our thoughts and fears overtake us. We might get distracted and step off his path, but he'll always give us a chance to get back on his path. He always wants you, and if you feel like no one is there, he'll be there. His plans are always better than your dreams. Now I'm going to read Proverbs 3, verse 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. This means that we need to stop thinking that we have the answers to everything. We can, go, we can get so caught up in the moment and forget who has been there through thick and thin, God. We have to acknowledge what God is telling us because he knows what's best for us, even if we don't think it's right. God always has all the answers before it even crosses our mind. God is the truth of wisdom and life. If we are faithful and follow God, he'll bring us joy and bless us. When talking about fear the Lord, it means to have deep respect for the Lord and honor him always. Fearing the Lord can, when fearing the Lord, it can result in confidence, healing, hope, trust in him, and forgiveness to all. To fear God is recognizing that, when, that he is upset with us sinning. This is when we need to turn to God and pray for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. He is the power to override our thoughts that go against him. This is saying that some people believe that they are ugly, but God knows that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Knowing this, we should never go around judging others because they could be struggling just as much or more than you. 
Going back to what happened last year, all I felt was hate from the devil. I leaned towards him instead of God. This is when my mental health dropped. I suffered anxiety and depression along with a little over 70% in my generation as well. I would always keep the mindset that I'm not good enough and that I don't need to be here. I would always hide myself and show what everyone thought was a happy kid. Coming around to August, someone asked me to go to church camp, but I didn't think it would have such an impact on me. This is when I felt God hit me. I'll never forget the time they had all the leaders go around the room, and if you felt like you needed a break for you, go to one of them. I was sitting in my seat, not wanting to get up, but I felt God telling me to. One leader in specific drew my attention. I talked to her about what was going on, and every night they had a strong service that I felt like God drew me to. After church camp, I knew everything was going to change. I was going to go back to my old self. This is a perfect example of departing from evil. Fast forward to January, this is when I got to, when I decided to get rebaptized. This is one of the best decisions I've ever made. This was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I realized that he created me for a reason. God's plan for me is to help others like he helped me. Everyone in this room is going through something different, but one thing stays the same. God's love for us. As I finish, I'd like to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that whoever is in this room that needs to hear that message got it. And I pray that whatever any I pray that everyone struggles I pray that anyone struggling just keeps going to you, God. And I just pray that everyone follows your paths and you keep them on your path. In your name I pray. Amen. What's up, guys? So, so I'm not used to speaking in front of big crowds, so bear with me. Okay, so uh, how many of us want to be in control of every situation in our life? I know I definitely do. Uh, was the outcome always what you wanted it to be? No? Well, uh, God's word says that we need to trust and submit to him in everything we do. So uh, I am also going to be going over Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So what's God saying in this? God's saying to trust in him, trust in God. And if we trust in God, we should allow him to be in control of our lives and everything we do in our lives. So how do you uh, trust somebody? Well, I mean, like, you're not just going to, like, go give some random guy your keys and, like, like to just take your car out for a little bit. They might steal it or, like, break your car. You never know. But uh, so you got to get to know that person. And how do you get to know somebody? you got to spend time with that person. you got to talk to them, and you got to learn about that person. So what are some ways to get to know God? you got to get in the Word, number one. Like, you're not going to know about somebody unless you read about that person or, or unless, like, you know about that person. And uh, secondly, worship. And worship is not only in music. It's, like, with going outside and, like, seeing, like, a rainbow and be like, God, thank you so much for that rainbow. It's beautiful. Or, like, even if it's rainy and crappy outside, you're like, oh, you know what, God, thank you for the rain. Thank you that you're uh, giving us rain for our environment, God, it's good. And then uh, third one is prayer. You, like, 
It's the, be- the best way to talk to God is just to pray and talk with him. It's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. You can't just pray and ask for things. You got to pray for other people and just pray for God and for guidance. So I used to try to control what happened in my life instead of letting God be in control of my life. I recently started to rely more on God and let him be in control, whether that's something I could control or whether that's something I could not control. Here's an example for me for letting God be in control of something in my life. For college, uh, I was going to go to MSU. I, was, I signed up, registered for MSU, got everything all set up. And then my, uh, one of my close friends is going to be going to SBU. And he was telling me, uh, he's like, dude, you can, uh, you can make it. You can, like, so I'm a, I'm a track runner. I didn't say that. But uh, uh, he's going there to run track. And he was telling me, he's like, dude, the coach is there. They're really looking for other people. I think you're really good for SBU. And uh, so I, I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll email him or, get, or talk to the coach. So I talked to the coach. He, uh, he, we scheduled, like, a, uh, a visit. We got to go to the visit, got to see the whole campus, loved the campus, loved everything about it. Everybody was so genuine and nice there. And at, at this moment, I didn't know whether to go to MSU because I could live at home or to go to SBU and live with one of my like close friends and like be in a good environment, Christian environment. And I just asked God for guidance and for him to have his hand in the situation and for him to make the decision for me. So I prayed for God to decide and I asked for it to be clear in uh, for like what school I needed to go to, whether that's like me be close to home, me live at home with my parents, or I needed to be away from my family and just grow as a person. And what's funny is like, you could, and like after I prayed that prayer, a few days later, like doors automatically opened. Uh, the coach offered me a scholarship to go to SBU, and uh, just everything started to work out, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> so uh, what's the main gist of this whole story is just to trust in God's plan and to trust in God, no matter what that what that might be. Uh, and God knows more than we do. So whenever we ask for God to be in control of situations, he knows more than we do. We, we tend to be selfish sometimes and want what we want as humans whenever God knows the whole plan for our whole life and knows his best for us. And uh, situations can be a lot easier when we let God be in control. So uh, lastly, just trust in God and trust in the process. So I'm going to pray over you guys real quick, and then I'm, I'm going to be done. Dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity for me to come up here. I pray that I spoke to the people I needed to, and I pray that uh, you will help us to let you be in control of our lives, God. Love you so much, God, and thank you in your name I pray. Amen. Good morning. What an honor to be up here with these young people. Just double their age and you got me. Okay? If no, for real. Okay. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six says, Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Do we have anybody in the room that's a planner? You like to plan? Plan what you do? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Anybody, you like to have that control that Landon was talking about? You like that control? And I'm not talking in a negative way. You just want things to go right. You know, 
Anyone ever think, I got this on my own? I can do it. I don't need help. I got this. I'm talking to myself. This is definitely something that I struggle with. I recently spoke about how I'm a third grade teacher. And being a third grade teacher is the perfect job for me. One, because I know it's what God's called me to do. It's also one of the worst jobs for me. And I'm going to explain that to you here. So for example, it's one of the best because I can literally control basically every part of our day. It's really fantastic. Like I get to plan it out. So like I can tell them like stand up and like 25 kids just stand up. And I can be like now sit down and 25 kids sit down. I can tell them to spin around and they do it. Like it's, it's really fun. I can even be like, hey, my water bottle's empty and you have 25 kids ready to serve you. Like I'm here, let me do it. It is great. I can literally have them do anything I want them to do. In a sense, I can. It's, it's great, but, but I have to remember that I do have the ability to basically have them do what I want them to do, but then what if something goes wrong? What if one thing doesn't go according to my plan? What if my daily plans are interfered with because of some unforeseen event? Because ultimately, I don't have the power to truly control anything they do. I don't. I can only guide them, direct them, motivate them. Once something doesn't go according to plan, what I feel within myself is something out of control. So for example, during the day, I might have this really perfect lesson plan, right? And it's going to be this beautiful day with these 25 wonderful children. And then it starts with spilled cereal on the carpet. Okay, so I take a deep breath. All right, so you've ruined my carpet today. It's all right. We got this. And then maybe a kid just decides to sprint through the classroom because we all know teachers, that just randomly happens, right? And so they fall and burn. So now we have a kid that has a scraped knee. And then you might have the kid that's hiding under his table eating five suckers. And so you take the suckers. But then that kid follows me around all day going, you're a thief. You're a thief. <laughs> you know, okay. So it's not going according to plan. And then maybe it's like a beautiful day at recess. And they're all playing this imaginative game. And you're just standing there as a teacher going, this is so beautiful. And somehow the game turns into accidental kissing. Like... <laughs> And all that I just mentioned was one day. I mean, that all, oh, yeah, Anita, where are you? Anita, all in one day. And the accidental kissing really happened. Yeah. And as funny as that sounds, for me, it can be one of those things that then I start to feel like I don't have control. But add on top of that my students and their personal struggles, right? We hear about that a lot emotionally, physically, mentally, academically. I can't control it. And I can lay there and try to grasp as much as I can because I want to fix it, right? And I want to change their lives and I want to make it better. But I can only control me and how I pour into them and guide them. So once one small thing goes wrong, I find myself spiraling into a mess of feelings because I've trusted myself to do it all. I think I have all the wisdom I have the power, the knowledge, the skills, the talents to take care of it all. But it's that one small thing. And it becomes a mess. I truly think that if I can just control everyone and everything around me, then it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And I don't mean control in a negative way. I truly want everyone to be happy, right? 
I want everything to go right. I, I want to help fix their problems. I want everyone to experience that ultimate joy and happiness in life. Have you ever been there? The big thing you might be facing, maybe it's sickness, the loss of a job, finances, relationship struggles, or something else. And so you grasp it and you try to control it all yourself because yourself, looking at our verse, yourself is the one thing you think you can trust. But once one thing goes wrong, maybe it's the traffic. Someone says something insensitive to you. The grocery store is out of the one ingredient you need. Someone cuts in front of you. And all of a sudden, anger, sadness, loneliness, bitterness, resentment start to creep up. And you find yourself in a cycle because you wake up the next day and you try to get it all again. Well, if I just do this today, I can control that situation. If I just change my, if I, if I, if I, if I. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you say, how did I end up here? How did I end up here? Where are you placing your trust? The world around us teaches us to follow our heart. That if you just follow how you feel, it'll all work out. You'll be happy. But our hearts are deceitful. And ultimately, our hearts will deceive us. Our scripture in Proverbs tells us that trusting in ourselves makes us a fool. And Webster's defines a fool as a person lacking in judgment. We cannot control anything around us or anyone around us, but we can control ourselves. But here's the deal. We may not always feel like trusting the Lord. We might feel fear. We might feel a loss of control, but remember that those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. We have a choice, and that choice determines the outcome of your life. God's word tells us that he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is the Lord who heals We are a branch of the true vine, and he bestows his wisdom upon us. And his wisdom gives us the ability to use discernment in the situation that we're in. The weight of having to do it all ourselves. Just feel that weight you're carrying. It's removed in Jesus' name. And when you allow him to work as only he can, That's a life of indescribable joy. So how do we do that? How do we walk in wisdom? I have three ways for you today. One, choose to walk with a dependence on the Lord. Surrender each day to him. Daily make that choice to step out in faith. I want you to picture like a staircase in front of and you may not see the top. Maybe there's corners that it goes around or maybe it's so high that you can't quite see the top. But you see, when you got God, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just take the first step. And he will guide you around every corner. And he'll give you what you need to keep going up. Number two, choose to walk daily in fellowship with the Lord. Be in God's word daily. 
The Lord knows what's coming in your life. He knows, and he wants to prepare us. His word will prepare us to speak life into the circumstances we'll face. And three, choose to surround yourself with others who seek the same wisdom. In Luke 5, there's a story of the man who was paralyzed and Jesus healed him. And many times we focus on the healing in that story. But I want to look at the four friends who tore the roof off of a house to get their friend to Jesus. They were going to stop at nothing for him. We need to surround ourselves with people who will do whatever it takes to carry us to Jesus. So today, depend on the Lord, walk in fellowship with him, and surround yourself with Christ's followers, and you will live out Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six: Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. I know what y'all are thinking. Not this guy again. So I, I felt weird because uh, everyone has their tablets and phones, and I'm old school, like my dad. So I uh, print them off. <laughs> so before we get started, I just I gotta be honest with y'all. Tad, uh, Tad, oh my gosh, Chad texted me a couple weeks ago. He's like, "Hey, would you speak today?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And he goes, "Great, you're gonna speak over Proverbs." And I kind of, I started laughing out loud, because let's be honest, the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom, and uh, as a 17-year-old kid, um, 17-year-olds are not used to making the wisest decisions, and uh, all the parents said amen. (laughs) So they give me seven minutes, I'm just going to dive right in. If you'll turn to Proverbs 10, verse 27 and 28, if not, we have a floating Bible on the screen. So The fear of the Lord adds length to one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. And if you go to verse 28, please. I'm going to read off my version. I don't like that version. (laughs) The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The expectations of the wicked come to nothing. And (laughs) I think as Christians, at one point in our lives or another, we have this false expectation of how God works and how he's supposed to treat us. I think we have this expectation that when we pray, God's gonna move immediately when we want him to. Am I right? Am I the only one that has ever felt that way? Right? And I find that when God doesn't move right when we want him to, we turn to worldly things, we turn to society to tell us what to do, and we turn to society and the world to fix our problems. And this just makes me wonder, how many of us actually open this thing up and read it, right? Because if you open up this book, yeah, it says God loves us. Yeah, it says God's gonna be there for us at every second, but it doesn't say it's gonna be easy, right? It says we're gonna go through temptations. It says we're gonna go through the valley. We're gonna walk through trials. And sometimes I feel as Christians, since we don't have an understanding of this book, we, we kind of get overwhelmed and surprised when we don't see God moving in the way we want him to move. You all with me? You all with me? See, I, I see this a lot, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. We come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. We sit down in our life groups, and we talk to people. And we're like, I'm struggling with this, or I'm struggling with that. And this, this is an area in my life I need to improve on 
to better align myself with God. And then we, we walk through those doors, we walk out, we leave, and it's like we go back to the life we were living. And I say this, I, I don't think we have bad intentions, right? I, I don't think, I think we love God, I think we wanna do right by God, but it comes down to discipline, right? We're just not disciplined because we don't open this book enough, we don't read what's inside it, and even when we do, I wonder how, how often do we actually apply it to our lives? Oh, for God so loved the world, he sent a blue and oh, that's great, right? <laughs> and when we do this, we get caught up in the moment. We go to work, we, we go to school, and we get caught up in, hey, the new coolest thing, and a lot of times what society says is right and what society says is cool and is acceptable often goes against sometimes what God says is acceptable and cool. And we are often impatient and easily tempted Am I wrong in saying that at times? No? All right. I like the audience participation. Thank you. <laughs> but when we want God to work at our time, we, we don't realize, and I know we're speaking of Proverbs, but Isaiah 58, verse 8 through 9, God says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And I feel like, how many of us doubt God at times? No? Okay, Wow. We're all perfect. Oof. Dang, tough crowd. <laughs> and I feel like we think God loves us and we think God will provide for us, but when we hit that valley and times get tough, we kind of, God, where you're at, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you're gonna, I'm not gonna pray, I'm not gonna really follow your ways because you, know, you, just, you haven't answered this the way I wanted you to or I just don't see you moving in this instance, in this circumstance. And I find that when we're down at our lowest, we try to fill that hole in our lives with something else that's not God. And let me just tell you, when we fill our, that hole with something else that's not God, we just find ourselves going in a circle, right? <laughs> and we find ourselves back in the place we started or worse off than the place where we started. So let me ask you this. How many of you know the definition of insanity? And that's tough, yeah, I just out of nowhere, right? How many of you know the definition? Not many, okay. The definition of insanity is doing something over and over again, expecting a different result. And I find oftentimes as Christians, and some of us, especially people who aren't Christians, we find ourselves doubting God and placing that hole. We put people, we put what we think is gonna make us cool in that hole, whatever satisfies us in the moment, and we just find ourselves repeating the cycle over and over again, and back to where we started, and then we ask God, God, where are you at? And I've, I just want, someone needs to hear this. God hasn't left you. God's right here, right? You just gotta look for him. He's not far. He's just right here, right? I'm gonna be honest with you as, as I close I don't know what some of you are going through in this room. I don't. I, and there's some of you who are going through things I couldn't imagine going through. And if, if you put that verse up, verse 28, I, I want, let's read this together. I'm gonna read this from my version because I just like it better. Like I said, the hopes of the godly result in happiness. And I want you to, the reason I like this version, they result in happiness. And sometimes 
We go through the process and we don't see the result. Like Tabitha was speaking with the stairs, we don't always see the top of the stairs, right? We don't always see the finish line. And it's easy to get caught up in the process and wonder, I, I, I don't see this going anywhere. And sometimes, we, uh, God, I thought you promised me this. And it, it says here, the hopes of the godly result in happiness. And yet some of us doubt. And I feel like someone in this room just needs to hear that. That good news is that God will never ask you to go through something alone or give you something that you can't handle with him on your side. Too many times we, we try to go through things on our own and we forget that the creator of the universe is on our side. Because there's people going through situations, and let me tell you, you're, you're not meant to go through those alone. We're not meant to go through the valley alone. So as I close, uh, I just want to say this. You know, we have, we have the Rouse here and baby Letty. I'm, I'm so happy to see them. So blessed. And I just want to say this. As Tonda Jordan, um, while uh, Hayden and Letty were in Kansas City, and uh, this is kind of when we, they didn't know if they were going to get a hard chance playing this kind of a waiting game. And, I mean, I, I, I remember thinking, I was like, I don't know how they're doing this. I'd be freaking out. And I'll never forget, I asked her, I was like, how do you do this? I, I, what, what's your mindset here? And you know what he told me? A guy who, whose only child's in a hospital needs a heart transplant, and he looks at me and he goes, you just gotta trust that God has a plan and that God's plans are better than the plans we have for ourselves. A guy whose kid's in the hospital needing a heart transplant looks at me and, and all my stupidity and all the things that I think are tough that I go through, and he says, you just got to trust that God has a plan. And I think as Christians, we need to have that mindset that no matter what, God has a plan. Right? So glad to see you guys here. It's awesome. She's so cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so as I close, I just want to read this one more time. You can throw the verses back up on the screen. I'm actually going to read off the screen this time, so... <laughs> The fear of the Lord adds length to one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Verse 28, the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Or in other words, the hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked will come to nothing. God, I just pray that <laughs> as we walk through our everyday lives and we go through the trials and the valleys, that we just know that you are greater than every circumstance and that I hope, I hope everyone here gets something from this and we stay disciplined in your word and who you are so we are not as easily tempted, God. And I just pray for all these people who spoke today. I pray that you move in their lives too and thank you for giving them the courage to speak today and thank you that we are so blessed to go to a church that allows us to do this and grows uh, young communicators and young Christians, God. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Come on, can we praise God? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected, or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.